Lower to the grave, tell you like it is to your face, she don't play. play. Every chick down for it all, I know that she a boss. No competition, no loss. From the Midwest to the A, autumn got you tuning in, no delay. Ooh, get you right every time. Keep you laughing on a dime. Tell you truth, no lies. So you can live your best life. Cover all topics, no limits. Got some for your mama and your children, no holding back. No gimmicks, coming on strong, get straight to business. Oh, yeah. What she wanna do? Lit life, lit life. Hey, it's your girl Autumn and I welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast where I encourage you to live your life autonomously. What's going on? I have a special guest today. Happy Juneteenth, my niggas. It is what it is. <laughs> we're going to take this we're going to take this Juneteenth. I hope everybody is off. If you're not off for Juneteenth, I hope that you took off like I know I was taking off for Juneteenth like a couple of years ago and I'll go into that in, in a bit in a minute but hopefully y'all took the day off and can just enjoy your black ass holiday but I have a special guest in the building I want to welcome back country boy from the one mic history podcast and I can't remember which one of my little is this it yeah <laughs> How's it going? It's great. It's great. I got. I have no complaints. I'm happy to be back. And and you know, I haven't. Like I told you, I haven't done a uh, interview in a while. And I always love this because it's a chance to chop it up. To chop it up with people. You know, when you're doing a solo podcast, you spend a lot of time by yourself. Yeah. So the opportunity to talk to someone else, <laughs> I jump on that every single time. You want to interview me? Like, yeah, let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember the last time that you were on, which was um, episode 63. I can't remember how long ago. Oh, wait, let's see, because I was watching it earlier. February of 2021 is when you were on the last time, and it was episode 63. And I uh, remember talking to you, and you were saying, like, you had never really, like, told, like, in front of our audience, like, told a story. But But then you said that you had something lined up. Yeah. Um, after that, then you were yeah. like, oh, this kind of prepared me for it. So how did yeah. it go? Do you remember? Oh, wow. Yeah. I had the intelligence speech conference. It, it, it was like right, right after that. Um, I want to say it was like that March and that I, that I went and had intelligence speech conference and it went, it went really well, even though if I was to go back and listen to it, I probably would be, would be disappointed. I'm always like disappointed <laughs> with my, with my old, with my old work. Cause you know, in our in our field it's like it's a it's a continuous growth process i think i'm continuously making better and better content and so to go back and listen to the stuff i did even a year ago it's like you'd be like wow i sound like that that's me that's me that can't be me (laughs) wait the first thing when i was listening because i when i have guests on the show when i have returning guests on the show i always go back and listen to or watch the last episode that we did Mm -hmm. so when i went back to listen to it i'm like i was just telling jay she said hi by the way i was just telling jay i'm like (laughs) I'm just sitting here listening to this podcast and realize that I was talking into the microphone, but it wasn't picking up through the microphone. It was picking up through just the computer. And when I tell you when that happens, it doesn't sound bad, but it sounds horrible to me because I know that I have a microphone and it sounds different when you're talking to the microphone. So it's stuff like that that just like irks me when I just like (laughs) go back to listen to stuff. Um, I for me, I found, I feel like I found my voice, especially with season three. Like, I feel like the work that I've done in season three, is just immeasurably better than, mm-hmm. than the previous seasons. And to the point, and I don't know if you've seen this, but I've gone back and done and redone old episodes just because I didn't like the way they sounded. And I thought that I could do, I could do them better. I mean, because I don't know a lot of people are like, hey, they're big on that growth. Like, it shows growth. Nah, nigga, that's not growth. That's that's trash. <laughs> Don't nobody. So, do you that. delete them? Do you delete the old ones then, or do you? Oh, uh, well, what I started doing, because a lot of people state that there's no, there's no, 
reason to go back and redo old episodes because nobody's going to listen to those things. So what I start doing and doing is like telling you, I remastered this. This is better. This is new. Listen to it. This is a bonus. This is a bonus for y'all. So I've been re-releasing old episodes. It's been a slow, a slow process. So I typically don't delete the old ones and I just give you the new, new. And sometimes the content is different too. Like when I did the Tulsa one, the Tulsa massacre episode is, is a lot shorter than what I put out from the previous time. It's um, it's only 38 minutes, but it's better. It's better. It's a worthy listen. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I don't think I, I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone like really doing that, but that's awesome. I know that I, um, I did an episode about seasonal, um, was it like seasonal loneliness or something like that? And then I did it again during the pandemic and said now you know because yeah you may or yeah like you like christmas and the holidays and stuff come along or around and you're by yourself but now it's totally different because it's a pandemic and you have to be by yourself like you know so yeah so i've done things like that but yeah that's that's interesting that that you would do it that way but that's cool though i mean you'll get the listen still and you'll find more things just like you said the content may be a little bit different so you'll have different um you know more more to say and more to to give to the people so that's awesome so, so i re um and you know nobody knows this yet you you don't person know in me exclusive uh, yeah this is cool but <laughs> i i redid the juneteenth episode so i do have an episode coming out that i redone for juneteenth and and when i created june the juneteenth episode was a year ago this was before it became a federal holiday so Mm -hmm. there is kind of sort of new information the history is the same but when you start going up towards nowadays like now i can mention the fact that it's it is an official federal officially recognized federal holiday so yeah so yeah that's that's coming out on on the 19th that'll probably be the very last episode of the season and it's kind of a just a, a bonus i get a wild hair I sit here, I, I listen to these old episodes. I'm like, it's trash. You know what? I'm going to just redo it and and make it better. <laughs> and and now, now you're about to do it all over again for a bonus bonus for me. I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Now I'm about to do it again for a bonus bonus. <laughs> all right. So before we get into it, y'all know what time it is. Uh-oh, I hit the wrong button. It's everybody's favorite part of the show. It's the Shut the Fuck Up Award. And baby, we have had so many people and so many things that we could tell Shut the Fuck Up to. But I'm going to let you go first as you are the guest. Who or what do you want to tell to Shut the Fuck Up to today? Wow. On Juneteenth. I know on Juneteenth, I, it's so many things. I really, I really struggled with. I almost went with Walmart because I'm like, bruh. That ain't I mean, it. you can have two if you need. If you need uh, two, well, I feel like I, I, what I went with was Republicans, and and because of how, oh Lord, they ain't shit. So really, the whole I, the idea that not just a couple of weeks ago you were defending. The the uh, uh, the preciousness of unborn the our most vulnerable people oh and you know what I'm saying against against abortion okay that's the that's the hill you want to stand on fine but you can't then come back weeks later and then say well nigga when kids get shot at school it's gonna happen like no you can't be on both sides of that fence that does not okay. make sense is that that is not what Jesus would have done like Jesus would not have been fans of this this is not okay I can't and and and, and and then what I will say is that if you have a strong stance on abortion, it is a very divisive subject. I can sort of, I can sort of see your stance, but what I can't, I can't deal with is the hypocrisy of you then being pro-life and then pro-gun. You can't love your gun enough that you would that you would allow an 18-year-old to be able to buy a AR-15 for a couple thousand dollars and then go up to a school and shoot a bunch of kids, and you're like, "Hey, shooting's gonna happen." That's no, you can't. That's that's bullshit. And it really is. I think what was the statistic? Uh, I was on Twitter the other day, and they had a statistic stating that forty-four percent of Republicans just felt like we need to just deal with it. That 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 mass shootings are just going to happen, and we're going and you got to suck it up. And of course, they they feel like that. But 
nobody loves love their gun that much. You don't love your gun that much. You don't. You don't love your gun that much. And I feel like in this country, we've turned like the gun laws into a whole thing where people like it's a, a, almost like a video game. Like it's not real. There's no right. real life ramifications <laughs> right. of, shooting, of shooting a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you right. got all these guns. But one, you ain't got but two hands. And two, if you shoot somebody and they die, like you, that's that, they, they can't come back for that. That is very, very permanent. And this is one of the reasons why I don't. I don't want to say my pacifist, but I don't like that idea. The weight of the fact that I could kill someone with this. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very. It's spirit. it's very. Um, I think about it all the time because I own a gun, and like it took me a while to get to that to the point, like. I lived in Ohio when I got my actual gun permit and I had to go and like we had to take a class and like you had to have so many hours and you had to go and shoot and all of that. And I did all of that. And I had the permit for five years and it expired and I never purchased a gun. And the reason why the main reason why was because uh, I had a a child in the house and I just didn't feel like, you know, I, I. I was like, by the time I get a, a safe and I try to open a safe, like whoever coming to get us is going to get us uh, anyway, because yeah. I got to fiddle with this. So I was like, I'm just not going to do it. And then finally, after I moved here, just being a black woman out here by myself, I was right. like, OK, I'm I'm going to do this. But in like you said, in purchase, you never we 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 play around all the time and be like, you know, run up if you want to. Like, right. actually, I'm not playing like I'm serious, like run the yeah. fuck up, like seriously. <laughs> but but right. and like just like you just did, we laugh about it, we giggle about it and we go on. But never would I ever want to kill someone. I don't even want to shoot nobody. I don't, I don't ever want to have to use that gun. So it's not even like I I agree with having a like i agree with having it like to protect yourself or whatever what have you it's when we get it in when they get into the wrong hands and and they it's so easy to do and it's not just an an on the street thing you see what i'm saying like it's very easy to walk into a store today Mm -hmm. and purchase a gun at 18 in certain states Mm and and let that be that whatever type of gun they want you know and that just doesn't make sense you can't no. even buy liquor at 18 you but can't. you could go and purchase a firearm <laughs> that doesn't make sense <laughs> they talked about all the things i remember i was on tiktok tiktok talk about all the things that were more difficult to purchase in texas than a firearm then they were talking about like uh, uh solar panels you know a right. car like like mm-hmm. i can it's probably and, harder it's probably more hard to get birth control there like most I would I would bet everything in my pocket. I don't have much, but that is that is the truth. And here in North Carolina, like I have my I have my permit, my handgun permit. They don't even have a permit for for like shotguns and rifles. You can go, I can go to Walmart right now and go buy and go buy a shotgun. Um, and and even though I've had I've had the permit for a handgun for a while, like the idea of me going to the store and actually buying one, that's like it's, it's, it's one thing to have that piece of paper. It's another like. Oh, I got a gun. They are real. Yeah. And, and, and you far more likely. I got a two-year-old son. He is far more likely to find that gun and shoot someone or shoot himself or hurt himself than I am ever shooting an intruder. And yep. the, the odds just don't, they don't make sense to me. That yeah. said, run up if you want to. <laughs> that's it. If, if that's what you need to do. If you feel like you need to run up, like run right. up. But like, no. And do and I, I don't know. It's just. So when I when I think about politicians, I just don't understand like their thought processes. Like sometimes I feel like this has to be a joke. Like this, like like Trump's whole presidency. I'm like, this is this has got to be a joke. Like this shit cannot be. Like you really can't make me believe that you think that this man is 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 like the best person um to lead the free world like you can't you can't tell me that and that's how i feel about politics a lot of times like it's just so numbing because they're so fucking stupid yeah it's very hard it is extremely hard to watch when you start watching like um the press conference from texas and you're like my guy my guy like i just watched i mean we just wa- watched you know, 18 uh, second graders get shot. You cannot come up here and then turn around and immediately talk about mental, you know, mental health is a problem. And and, and even if that's your, your, what you're going to stand on, let me, you're going to say that mental health is a problem. 
Well, last year you cut $800 million from mental health. So where are the services? So if, if mental health is, is the issue, then you need to be providing mental health services for people so they can go do that. Like that's, ugh, it's, 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 it's very painful. The, me the mental painful. health, the mental health, um, crutch that they use for these young white boys um when they get to doing shit that's fucked up is just it it's it just makes my stomach hurt yeah. because and and the fact that there were so many things going on prior to them doing this like it's like they were like a a case off of criminal minds you know what i'm saying it's like you, it was a classic case like anybody that's ever watched the show criminal minds could look at this person's life and be like wow they're the unsub they're gonna try to kill yeah, somebody yeah, you understand yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. why so why how did it even get here you see what i'm yeah. saying the re how it got here because he was able to walk into a damn store and purchase a fucking gun right and then tell Period. people Tell people he's getting ready to do it. This, hey, this, hey, this is what I'm getting ready to do. It's got to pop off. Like, like you leaving breadcrumbs and trails. And it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It's it's extremely it's extremely scary to me. And and the police usually know. The police just like in this last case, the police mm -hmm. usually know that is about to happen. Like, or they they've had clues, or somebody has yeah. told them like mm -hmm. such, something is off, and they just turn a blind eye, and then next thing you know. It's mm -hmm. the, everybody's dead. Like what? I don't. I'm not getting it. I'm not, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it at all. I'm not getting it at all. But I know what. My wife's a teacher, and there's no scenario where she where she carries a handgun. Like these are the same people that you don't want to teach that that you don't feel are qualified to teach uh, a black history. You know, critical race theory. But now you want them to carry a loaded firearm. Like how did that that math? And what happens? And what happens when the police have to come to the school for some reason and they see a a, a black a, a black man walking around with a handgun? Like, th there's no good situation here. There's no. There's no. Come on, that's, no, that's no, dumb. You are that teacher is far more likely to get in an argument with some black student and shoot them at school or have some one of those crazy kids get their gun and shoot the, and shoot people than he ever is to stop some random shooter like you cannot harden the school by get ar arming teachers the teachers that want a gun at school are exactly the same motherfuckers you don't want to have a gun at school period <laughs> period like it's just it's yeah, it's so yes all of they dumbass shut the fuck up i agree my shut the fuck up. That was good. My shut the fuck up award. Um, I don't really know who this guy is. Um, he's on Twitter, Joe Talk Show. I guess he's famous. He has a check mark. I don't know who the fuck he is, but I guess he maybe is a sports talk show. I don't know. He tweeted out, uh, what was this on May 28th? Kaepernick is trending. I don't care why. He's still a multimillionaire baby who can't play football at a high level anymore. He has done so much to hurt the unity in this country. And those on the complicit left keep holding him up on high. Bizarre world. My tweet back to him was, you care. There wouldn't be a tweet if you didn't. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, you you just sat up here and you crafted this whole tweet and 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 started it out by saying i don't, you know he's trending but i don't care bro clearly you care clearly there's something in your heart that wanted that that you needed to say whatever you had to say and talk down about kaepernick mind your fucking business and keep scrolling you but couldn't do that because you care i don't i never understood republicans whole um fascination with they get it's like they're stuck on repeat and they get like a black person or a person that they don't like like stuck in their brain mm -hmm. and then like anytime they see them or something happens it's like oh I, oh i remember now i'm mm -hmm. supposed to hate this guy what the hell has kaepernick done to you in the last five six literally years nothing. literally nothing, nothing. like do you still holding that like what do you care what are you doing literally i want this nothing. page by the way oh wait Ooh, we that pages. He's a, a mess. Yeah, he let he a okay. mess. Did you did you see it at the top? It says living MLK's dream. MLK, you would not be friends. He does not. No, I didn't. No, I didn't even. I didn't even click. I had to see it. I had to see it for myself. And now I'm like, I wish I had. 
<laughs> like, like how, like I just, it, it, and you're right. Like they get people stuck just like Hillary Clinton. Like mm -hmm. they still can't let this whole, these emails go. And I'm just like, bro, your, your, your president was literally caught on a recording trying to find extra votes. Like, right. Can right. you please focus on the matter at hand? Right. Like, why are you why are you still talking about people that you quote unquote don't care about? That quote unquote don't matter. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's like it's about a list, a laundry list of people. That as soon as they even that name come up, they're like, "Fuck them," you know. Right. AOC, Nancy Pelosi, yep. Biden, Hillary Clinton. Anytime in them names, Stacey come up, Abrams, Stacey Abrams, they like automatically like. It elicits a negative response. And and if you were to ask them, like, hey, what about what specifically about AOC don't you like? They're like, I don't do know. They can't say they can't they say can't shit. Say, they don't know shit. <laughs> it's just it's just a talking point. They just be like, Nancy Pelosi, AOC, Tacey Abrams working together to to bring down the, the new Green Deal. Like, stop it. Stop it. Like, just throwing words together, come <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, so we always get, I, I love to shut the fuck up. It's like such a good, like, icebreaker, too. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. feel a little, you know, a little better. I don't know if people know, but I still get nervous before I record just a little bit, like, all the way up until I hit the record. So yeah. it gives me a chance for me to just be myself for a minute. So anyways, welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you're here. My first thought was, you know, when I was thinking, I'm like, you know, Juneteenth is on, falls on the weekend this year. I'm like, I am going to reach out to see if he'll come and tell the story of Juneteenth because again in the past couple of years Juneteenth has become a deal a right it's be, yeah, it's it's become a big deal and and I'm I'm happy about it because honestly I knew about Juneteenth but I didn't know about yeah. Juneteenth yeah. so like there's so much more that I I continue to learn about Juneteenth and then of course we're seeing like everybody trying to capitalize on it just like with you know they did with like Black Lives Matter and all this that people are trying to capitalize on it and getting getting drugged through through the Twitter yeah. streets about it and all this that and the other but I just figure it would be good to have a, a historian, some I consider you a historian, someone that knows what they're talking about <laughs> to come and, and just tell me and my audience the story of Juneteenth. So take it away. Wow. Wow. All right. Um and you say wow, you did that the last time too. Like I you were did, just and like, I'm so always like <laughs> I'm always blown away. Um so <clears throat> what happened is is during the civil during the civil war. There was, of course, we know Civil War was about was mostly about slavery. And in the early days of the Civil War, there was a struggle as to um how to address it or what we were going to or what we we're going to do. Because Lincoln wanted to fight, he wanted to fight the Civil War without directly addressing slavery or without freeing a single a single slave. His his plan was to preserve the Union and black folks be damned. Like y'all just you ain't gonna make it. Right. right. Um so and uh, after a few years of that, he came up with the idea of compensated emancipation. Compensated emancipation is basically the idea that um, slave owners would be compensated for their slaves and then the slaves would be shipped out, out of the country, most likely to the Caribbean, Western Africa, South America. We don't give a damn where you go. You just can't stay here. So they brought us over and then they were trying to send us yeah, back. Yeah, he was going to send us okay. back. Lincoln was not. He, was, he wasn't a savior. He, he wasn't a savior. He was here to preserve the union. And he honestly didn't think he felt like black people and bringing slaves over here was the worst thing that ever happened to white people. So the idea, his plan was it's just to get rid of us. And then that would and, and that would fix all our problems. But mm -hmm. slave the uh, slave owners are like, get the hell out of my face with that shit. So right, right. They would never at no point would they actually compensate. The only place where, they, where that was actually compensated for their slaves was Washington was Washington, D.C. Um, anyway, fast forward to uh, middle of uh, 1862. 1862, he came up with the uh, preliminary emancipation proclamation. Basically, what this said was, is that any any slave that was in the Confederacy after January 1st, 1863 would be henceforth and forever would forever be free. But if you came back into the Union before that date, you can keep your slaves. So 
as we know, the the Confederacy was like, in one, they thought they were going to win. So the Confederacy mm-hmm. was like, go fuck yourself, basically. Right. They were like, right. we're not going to do that. So in January 1st, 1863, Emancipation Proclamation happened. Black leaders, they were excited. Here's the problem. There was the language of the Emancipation Proclamation sucked. Because basically what it said was, is that only states within the Confederacy were applicable to this to this deal. So that meant yeah. that any state that was the border states, four border states, any state that was in union control that had uh, 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 that was in the that was in the union that had slaves, they could keep them. And any state that was it was in union control or place was in union control that had slaves, they could keep theirs. So that meant five hundred thousand black people were still in slavery after the Emancipation Proclamation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, fast forward a little bit, a little bit further. Um, so during this time, Texas was a last bastion of slavery. They felt as though um, because they saw they didn't really see very much fighting and it wasn't a huge union presence. So a lot of slave owners moved to Texas because they felt like Texas was a, a, a slave stronghold, you know? Still to this day. Yeah, right. It was Texas. Ain't, <laughs> Texas ain't hey, never shit. Hey, they always right? been God damn, man. <laughs> oh. um, so during this time, you know, a lot of slave owners had to decide what they were going to do with their slaves. So they had decided kind of they were going to just wait for the Union Army to show up before they would free their slaves. So if if you were on in the Confederacy and you heard about the Emancipation Proclamation, you could not leave. If you if you left, you would end up at the end of a rope. Mm-hmm. You know, so they had to wait till they show to the Union Army showed up. Fast forward to, I think it's uh, 1865. I think it was near the end. Um, I think it was near the end of the Civil War. It's around 1865, uh, June June 19th. Right. <laughs> Gordon Granger, General Gordon Granger came to Galveston, Texas, and basically issued um, Special Order Number 3. Special Order Number 3 was bas- basically what it said is that due to executive order from, from the executive office, we are going to free all the slaves here. And then now the contract between um, previous slaves and their masters is now between employee employer. Don't follow us around. Don't be idle. Figure it out. Figure out what, what you're going to do. Don't follow. Because they, they had a problem with slaves following them around because they didn't know what the slaves, when they got freed, didn't know what to do. So he was like, that was, was going to be my him. next question. Like what, <laughs> what happened? Like, okay, so you get these orders to free, but go ahead and we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he get, um, they get these orders and now the slave owners, once again, like the, like, like the rest of the Confederacy had to figure out what they were going to do, what they were going, what they were going to do with their slaves. And a lot of times they would wait to the next harvest. A lot of freight slaves, slaves didn't get freed to the next harvest. Additionally, some of them waited until the union army came and, physically physically took their slaves from them mm-hmm. so so that meant that some slaves like um there, there was in the story i read about a slave named katie darling she stayed in slavery for another six years oh my after God. this is after juneteenth it's after juneteenth 1865 through all of this it's like okay this is a horrible story how did you get a celebration out of this so, right because again like what happened like yeah what happened why why are you excited about this but what these the 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 former slaves of texas they took this they took this day and made it into a day of celebrations which is which is exactly what black people do well black we do are, we we are used to repurposing things that suck or were used against us or were terrible and making it into something special or something great so the very next year, in 1866, they were celebrating Jubilee Day or uh, Emancipation Day or Juneteenth, you know. So at that time, across the nation, all other states were celebrating Emancipation Day or, Ju- or Jubilee Day, but they didn't celebrate it on Juneteenth. Most places ce- uh, uh, um, celebrated on a day that they were freed, which was different based on where you were in the country. Mm-hmm. All right. But in Texas, they were making, they were starting something special. 
Texas was like, well, while other places, as time went on, they stopped with their celebrations. Texas was were black Texans were uh doing Juneteenth every single year. And it became a thing, even to the point where when white people kind of try to come, because they're still doing this. Um, still. When, white, when white people try to come with their version and their whitewashing of history, they try mm -hmm. to, to wash their atrocities and wash away their defeats, they banned the black people of Texas from observing Juneteenth in public parks. So black people went and observed Juneteenth in in uh, uh near rivers or anywhere they could go and eventually saved up enough money to buy their own juneteenth locations mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. right so because that's what we do we find a way to, again, we, we find a workaround we find always finding a way fast forward to the turn of the century and with the great migration the great migration then took a texas celebration and spread it all across the country because the great migration was basically the mass migration of black people from the south to the northern industrial city so they took that celebration and took it to chicago and took it to detroit and took it to new york and still started and still celebrated juneteenth on june 19th mm -hmm. even though that was a texas it was a texas Dang. celebration a texas thing all right now during the 50s it was beginning to die out Juneteenth, because uh, that was around the very uh, um, early parts of the civil rights movement, and black people were were not really keen on celebrating a, a story or a history that um, why you continue to lynch us? Like how how can I celebrate my uh, my freedom from slavery while you continue to lynch us? While you continue right. to be second class citizens? While I continue to be worthy enough to fight for my country, but not worthy enough to share the same water fountain? Mm -hmm. right so again 2022 but yeah exactly we're still doing this mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. um this brings us to martin luther king right okay. so in during the 60s martin luther king had had his march on washington in, in 1963 he had always planned on going back to the march in washington and having another march he um around 1967 1968 he created the Poor People's Campaign, which was a basically a campaign about economic inequality. Um, in April, God, April, I don't remember the exact day, but in April of uh, 1968, he was assassinated, right? But mm -hmm. uh, Ralph Abernathy, Credit Scott King, decided to continue his Poor People's Campaign. That they were still, we're still going to do this. So they had, and I think this came from Coretta Scott King, she had the idea of linking Juneteenth with the poor people's campaign. Mm. All right. Okay. So, so what they did is they still had the second march on Washington on June 19th at uh, uh and 50,000 people marched on Washington. They had speeches very similar to the first to the first march on Washington. But what this did for Juneteenth is it linked Solidarity Day, poor people's campaign the freedom from slavery with the freedom from economic oppression. And the people then took that day and took that all across the, that 50,000 people took that, that new energy for Juneteenth mm -hmm. all across the country. And this gave Juneteenth a new energy. Not long after that, I think in 19, 1979, Texas started observing Juneteenth as a state observance. And not long after that, 14 other states started observing Juneteenth as a national observance. Now, of course, at that time, the federal holiday, I, not a fact, at that time, I didn't even know Juneteenth was a thing. It wasn't until, for me, very, very recently that I Same. became aware that Juneteenth, I was like, what is this? This sounds African. I don't know. That <laughs> right like that um right so but when i found out my first reaction was okay well that was a texas thing why are we serving why are we doing this in north carolina like that, that was my my general uh 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 idea at the time mm -hmm. now this takes us to around you know 2020 uh rallies the marches that put a brand new idea a brand sure new idea on juneteenth and now juneteenth that was uh, um, sort of a, a Texas thing. Like we didn't really celebrate that here. I was aware of it, but that's not really. It's like Kwanzaa. Like I'm aware of it. Yes, but I yes, ain't yes. doing that here. That's not right. Not how, that's not what we do. Right. Yeah, that's not what we do. Um, but 
once again, black people took that idea of Juneteenth and made it a day of celebration. This is for us. This is what we do. We we celebrating mm-hmm. all. If 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 one of us ain't free, ain't none of us free. And this is basically Period. what that is. That that was basically us saying we celebrating everybody's freedom on that on that particular day, which is Juneteenth. This led to us that that passion for that new that new holiday. And I know a lot of people were like, I don't know why Juneteenth. Why you made Juneteenth? That's not what we asked for. I, for one, am happy that it became that it became a holiday because I wanted them to every single year for you to remember the atrocities and what you did to us. You know what I'm saying? You cannot in your face. it right in your face. Every single year, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna tell you the story of Juneteenth about how y'all ain't shit. Period. <laughs> right. I said I was listen, just like you, and it's, it, it, there's and it's there's so many things that goes into this, just like you said. <laughs> like we take things and we we take the worst things and we make it we make it our own, just like you know, we took the N-word, and mm-hmm. that's just it, mm-hmm. it just is what it is. My favorite word. So I'm going to nigga it up every yeah. Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. That's just what it's gonna be for me. And I like I was saying earlier, like a couple of it's probably been maybe like two or three years ago I was like I'm not working on Juneteenth I'm not doing it I'm taking Juneteenth off I don't care what if if I have to call off whatever it is that I have to get this day off I'm taking it off when I finally like heard about it and like knew like when I started seeing the 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 um seeing it being brought forth again and understanding what it is and why we celebrate it and again just like you said like y'all gonna see this y'all gonna see all this black ass shit y'all gonna y'all are gonna have to see you just have to deal you you and you're gonna get the day off too if if they you know what i'm saying like since they passed as a federal holiday or however the holiday is and people every each job or whatever is doing whatever that they're doing it didn't matter to me because I wasn't working on Juneteenth. That's just, right. I'm just not be doing mad. it. Yeah, you're gonna have to just be mad. Like I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I don't care what's going on. I'm not answering no emails. I'm not answering yeah. no texts. I'm not doing any of that. And I'm going to enjoy it just like y'all expect us to enjoy Fourth of July. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and one of the things, I, once again, that I love about Juneteenth is that is that those celebrations were basically like. The, the celebration of Juneteenth is like the blackest thing ever. Like even even newspapers dating back to the 1800s talked about the ops, the serving of food, the sharing of food, the cookouts that that they used to have, and the, the celebration. It was parties. It was basically a party and a cookout. And I was like, that's exactly what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> exactly. I'm surprised they weren't playing spades. Right. They probably were here. Yeah, Ain't no telling. Were. Dominoes and everything. Ain't no telling. Baby, go up there and, uh, and entertain the folks. Do the dance you do. It was right. all type of stuff going on. <laughs> I'm sure. That I mean, and it's and it's it's an amazing story. It, it brings me chills because again, like we continue to ask ourselves, and the people around us continue to ask themselves, like, are we really free? And that's why that's why I asked, what did they do when they said, "Okay, you're free"? Wow, it sucked. It sucked for a lot of people, and 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 this is where you kind of get into that whole forty acres and a mule thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, a lot, because a lot of slaves were following around the the Union Army, and they're like, "Yo, we don't have the provisions, we don't have the ability," and you know, they kind of held some of the same notions. Like, we don't, I don't want to be around your ass either, mm-hmm. right? So, what they would do is give you land that they had acquired from the um, from the plantation. So mm-hmm. during the war, they would come through and acquire this land from the slave owners this ain't yours no more and then sometimes it would give that land to the slaves and be like yo this your land now till it hey have a good time feed yourself don't follow me (laughs) you know what i'm saying and the problem with that was is that they didn't legally own it like that works when you're contraband during war but after the war it's like hey who owns this land now do you have to purchase it? What ended up happening is uh, 
God, I keep messing up his name. I think it's Johnson. I think it's Johnson because you know it's two presidents, Andrew Jackson and it's Andrew Johnson. And I'll be messing their names up. <laughs> messing them up. Every <laughs> it's, single time. it's one of them white men. Yeah, All it's right. one of them white men. I'm sure it's Johnson. Andrew Johnson, who was the president after Lincoln died, who was a fucking piece of shit, probably one of the at least top five worst presidents ever. Basically, what he did was is he said that any land that that, that that we gave to slaves will go back to their original owner. So you could have had that land. You've been living good. I got a whole house. We we doing fine. We living all right. I don't need you. <laughs> you get that land right back to those to those previous uh, landowners. And what this did, th- what this did was is for slave owners because after 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 um during Reconstruction after the Civil War they would do it. They were down bad. The South was down bad. They ha- they they their King crop was cotton and slaves. And they really didn't have either one. Like they, they're not about to get out there and till them goddamn fields. Like right, I lost right. all of my labor. Right? <laughs> right. So I need a cheap, a cheap labor force to replace the slaves that I lost. And what can't happen is if you got your own, then you don't need me. Right. So if I take this land away from you, right. now you're beholden to me and the and the contract that we have that was previously between slave owner and, and master is now employer employee. But but you down bad because you live here. You, you live here. You're pretty much in the same position you were before. So a lot of those a lot of those previous slaves and, and one, they didn't know any better. Where were you going to go? You've been here your whole life. Right. <laughs> right. Again, it's it's like. It's like imprisonment, right? Like when people are in jail for too long and they get out and they have no idea what to do. So they do whatever they need to do to go back. So that's why I asked, like, did they just like, did it end up really being that employee employer thing where they just stayed or they went back and they, a lot of them, a lot of them stayed. It's and it, and it sucked. But to that point, that's what you got with the mass the great migration this is one of the great the 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 awesome things about the great migration because of the turn of the century there was this thing called the new negro new negro movement which was basically a change in mindset from that slavery you know Mm -hmm. mindset where i i'm beholden to someone else to i'm beholden to myself and i'm Mm -hmm. going to do better for my family and one we're not going to stay here you're not going to keep whipping my ass and right. this what led to black people moving and migrating in mass because at the time there were six million black people in the south, and 1.5 million of them by 1930 had moved to industrialized cities. And granted, it sucked in Chicago. You were still mm-hmm. you were still beholding the racism. But if you went and and I and I did an episode on this a little bit after the during the red summer, which was like race riots all across the country, but they talked to some of the people. Even after the race riots, and they were like, "This shit's still better than it's still better than Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. This shit bill's still better than Alabama. As bad as it is here, it ain't. This ain't the Delta. It ain't Mississippi. This ain't the worst, right? Yeah, right. this ain't the worst. And this once again, and this and a lot of people ask me like, why? Why do you do this? Why do you do history? And you know, what do you want people to take away from this? And I was like, this is a story of perseverance. It's always a story of perseverance. I, I was on Twitter earlier, and they were talking about about how we're always demonized we're always made to be the monster in this story like like in this story we're we're constantly made out to be the boogeyman the person that's coming to take all of your things the color black is is demonic to to everything and everybody white is pure black is just the most horrible thing in the world exactly and so in this story where you're where we're demonized but what ends up happening is we never we never end up showing up. We're we're the the thing around the corner, and the black folks never actually show up. We just continue living our lives and continue persevering through your bullshit. In this particular story, the actual monster is them. <laughs> like they don't, and they don't see that shit. That's and that's that's my whole point. Going back to earlier, like uh, talking about Trump, like how do y'all look at this man and not see a monster? You see what I'm saying? Like you guys are monsters. Mm-hmm. You're the bad. You're the bad person yeah, here, and you and and you're so blinded. You're so mm-hmm. like it's like this white sh- sheet hell yeah. over yeah. your face, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> that's blinding you. You can't see, and it's and it's. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I just, I can't 
grasp the thought of their thought processes that, at times. That cognitive time. dissonance is is it's is ridiculous. Built, it's built into who they are. The fact that you can like, because we talked about this a little bit earlier with the whole gun law, um, you know, gun control and mm -hmm. and abortion. That dissonance, that ability to not see the dichotomy, that stuff extends to racism. They don't even see the error of their ways. When Mitch McConnell looks like nobody was alive for slavery, even if you don't talk about slavery, the atrocities that you have done to black people since the end of slavery, still. They still stand strong. Still. Still stand still. strong. We are still, it, we are still suffering. And and mm -hmm. although, you know, step by step, day by day, we are rising up and we are, you know, mm -hmm. you know, coming up as a as the phoenix and coming out of the 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 fire, we shouldn't have to be doing that. No, and we don't shouldn't do this over and over again because we'll rise from the phoenix and then they'll pour water on us and douse us out and we have to do this shit all over again. And then people pointed at us and like, why are you not doing better? Because every single time we try to get up, you curb stomp us back down yes. and we have to do this all over again. Do it all over again. Every single generation has to march hard, uh, way more harder than the one right, before that. One before. And I think that I think that during the pandemic and all of the things that happened during the pandemic, I think that's when we finally really realized that. I think yeah. that's when everybody really woke up and was like, "Wow, we really have to stand ten toes down and 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 get what's ours." And it, right. it's it's just sad that we <laughs> that we have to still be fighting like this. Yeah. Yeah, it it sucks that we have to fight like this. And 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 one of the things that is always important to me because I don't I don't want to be divided. I don't want to be divisive. I don't I don't want us to have to. I don't want to have to have to fight. Like my whole idea behind this podcast is not to make is not to make you the demon of this. Make story. enemies, yeah. Yeah, I'm not trying to make enemies. But what I am trying to do is educate you on on this country and how shitty this country has treated African Americans, even though. Even though every step of the way we've been doing the right thing, we've been doing the right, we've been doing the right thing, or what we thought was right, or trying, or just trying to persevere through all through all of this bullshit. And it, this country was built on our backs. Let's just yeah, face it. This it country was was, it was. was built on our backs. That's and that's all critical race theory is. It's just the fact that this country was built on slavery, and then after slavery, it was built on on free or like as close as we can get to free labor. So if that had to be sharecropping or convict leasing or whatever, that's this whole capitalist society is built on how cheaply can I get you in here? Now, granted, that's changed a little bit in the recent years. And now it's more about exploiting poor people. Those poor people happen. A lot of those people happen to be black, mostly because of the things they did in the early years. And now it's more about an econ kind of an economic thing. But mm -hmm. still... Still, that ideas, those ideals of slavery, the ideals of sharecropping, they still permeate today because because if if, if they could get your ass in here for minimum wage, they will do it. They if, are going to do it. And, do and, it. and case in point, again, everything that's happened during the pandemic, it's opened a lot of eyes. And that's why we have such a shortage of essential workers, because I they're like, y'all need to pay us more then what the fuck y'all are paying us to do this job? I love it too. I'm so glad that so many people took th that time during the pandemic and said, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to get me a certificate. Right. I'm going to get me a CDL. I'm going to do, you know, whatever. I'm just going to change. I'm going to do something different to make the amount of money that I need to make to, for me and my family to survive yeah. instead of feeling like, the, these minimum wage jobs was were the only things that they had. And you I know what I'm saying? The only skills that I had, and and you saw really quickly when you Quick. were dealing with that with that minimum wage job, and when the pandemic hit, and them they was like deuces. Yep. Oh, oh, oh! You don't need me, but I still need to eat. I still need to live. What what is what is we gonna do? I was like, I don't know what we gonna do. And then and nine months later, they're like, Hey, can you uh come back for your same right. salary? No things have changed and there's some <laughs> and there's people that you know now they're they are offering more than minimum wage it still ain't enough no. they're offering more than minimum wage or they will say up to x that. amount of of money it's just crazy I hate, I hate that up to up to you either paying me like if you put that on the sign and say twenty dollars an hour i want the whole 20 i'm gonna need don't that whole 20 <laughs> don't up to me <laughs> right i'm gonna need all that i'm gonna need every bit
Well, I appreciate you taking your time out today and coming and telling my audience about Juneteenth. This has been um, just as special as the last time. Um, again, I think you are doing such a great thing with your podcast, and it would be um, it would it would not be right if I just didn't give you your flowers yeah. <laughs> now and let you know like your your like that podcast is amazing. I love it. I have told plenty of people about it. Anytime I see it, I. I try to retweet it um, because I think it's essential and I think that it it will it can and will help people to understand um, why we are where we are today as a right. people. And in right. order to do that, we have to understand the history and the tra trials and tribulations that came and how we were able to rise up to have something like a Juneteenth and turn right. it into some black ass, right. blackity black, black, uh, a nigga celebration. Cause like these are the things we need these days. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and I love it. I love it. That is, that is supremely, it's supremely black. And, and I get, I got to talk at my job. I did a talk at my job about Juneteenth oh. and black and black history month. And nice. I'm like, yeah. And you know what? Out of all the stories, these are the easy ones like like yeah, yeah Juneteenth is blackity black black but it's like i can gloss over like all the lynchings and stuff <laughs> right like, <laughs> like like let me come in and tell the story of emmett till and see how you feel the next day right how, how are you feeling today sorry yeah, right how you feeling today now <laughs> so tell us uh just go ahead and tell everybody uh where we can find your podcast and um how we can follow you on social media all right. Oh, well, you can find you can find me in One Mike Black History Podcast. I'm also on Twitter at One Mike One Mike History. I'm also on IG at One Mike underscore. I'm on Facebook at One Mike History. Uh, the fastest way to get to me is is via Twitter. You can definitely reach out to me on Twitter. I love I love talking to people. I had a lady come up to me. I mean, mentioned to me uh, and DM me the other day, and was like, "I heard about you at the Black Power Fest, and I listened to your episodes. And I, I don't want to tell you to keep up with the amazing job." And I and I love every nice. every minute of it. I love every minute of it. So nice. yeah, find me at onemichistory.com. You can also I also put put out videos to every single one of my episodes. So I have a, a YouTube channel, but you can find all of that at my webpage <laughs> and it'll be in the show notes just as it was the last time i also try to remember to link the last episode that you were on about shirley chisholm so um but yeah thank you i appreciate you taking the time out to come and tell my listeners all about juneteenth and um i'll be back i mean you know i'll be taking you know a couple, <laughs> couple weeks off here and there you know what i'm saying but you know i pop up on, on your screen or on your uh <laughs> in your ear you can find the lit life podcast at litlifepodcast.com and until you hear me or see me again peace <laughs>